Hey, 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 welcome to the fourth season of Activate, a podcast consisting of purposeful conversations aimed at encouraging listeners to embrace both the beauty and chaos of life. Through laughter, tears, and brutally honest confessions, each episode will culminate with a call to action, offering tangible ways for listeners to not only strive for, but to become the best version of themselves. I'm Steph. And I'm KB. Steph is a certified holistic wellness and gut health specialist who has dedicated 10 years of her life to building multiple six-figure businesses online. And KB is a former network marketing hater turned top leader in her industry. She is a certified life coach helping women to get unstuck from the same chains that once held her back. Together, we have built a thriving business by helping incredible women just like you level up in their health and wealth, all while staying rooted in Christ. Thank you for being here. Let's do this. Hey, hey, activators. Oh, I took Steph's part. I already <laughs> messed it up. <laughs> uh, the hey, hey, hey is her job. But um, we, okay, I, I gave a little uh, teaser last week. Okay, we have someone very special on Activate today. Yeah. I hate to make her head big, but she's probably one of your favorites. <laughs> uh, still, still, yeah. still to this day, um, we have Erica Tradinic in the house with us today. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has so many exciting things going on that I'm really excited to talk to you about. If you listened last week, we re-aired her episode or our episode that she and Janine Lawson came on explaining the importance of exercising your right to vote. And we have local elections coming up here in Virginia on November 7th. And Erica has some exciting things to share with us about um, the journey she's been on recently. And I just want to start by asking a question to Erica. And that is, do you believe so? So I see these signs all over the county saying your name, right? Big, mm. huge Erica signs all over. And I'm wondering if you feel like your past experience or your past appearances on Activate are part of why you're famous now. One hundred and twenty five percent for sure. For sure. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we were saying like, are, are we supposed to be different today? I know. I'm like, we got to be professional. We got to be, di- but no, we're not going to be different. We're still Erica. No. Still Erica. And her, Erica. Yeah. Her personality and her humor is absolutely part of what draw people to her. And she yeah. she is unapologetically Erica, no matter what um you know what capacity she's speaking in. So I'm so happy you're here. Yay. I'm so glad to be back, guys. Thanks. This episode of Activate is sponsored by Modern Remodeling Incorporated. Modern Remodeling is one of the fastest growing independent restoration companies in the Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. metro area. Since 1990, Modern has been successfully restoring damaged properties in the greater DMV area for thousands of satisfied customers. When you've experienced damage to your home or business, you need a restoration company that offers professional and reliable service. Experienced in handling restoration for damage caused by storms, fire, flooding, and more, the Modern team understands the challenges associated with navigating through an insurance claim, and they're here to help. Their team of highly trained, experienced, certified, and compassionate restoration experts will work with you and your insurance company to restore your home and get you back to normal as quickly as possible. In your time of need, Modern Remodeling Incorporated is the local brand you can trust. Yeah. So tell us. So so the people don't know what I'm talking about unless they live in Prince William County and they see the signs all over as well. Um, right, so that's probably right. like half our listeners, but the other half are like, what are you talking about? Well, it's also just in the Brentsville district. So they have to live in the Brentsville district, but I'm running for school board for our district so I can help our kiddos out and maybe reverse some of the damage that's been done over the last couple of years. So 
Yeah, you were, you were, yeah, you were such a strong advocate for our kids during, you know, the COVID fiasco with um, getting kids back in school, in-person learning and getting the masks off our poor kids running freaking cross country with masks oh, on their yeah. face. Yeah, uh, all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If I would so have known important. you were going to run, I wouldn't have had to move to Florida. I know. Could you have <laughs> just established your residency here for longer and then you exactly. could have still voted? Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, that's so exciting. So I know that you've been on this trajectory for a while. I feel, um, tell us how you came to, I know like you're like, I, you know, your family has strong roots here in Prince William County. Your dad was for a long time, um, Prince William County police chief. Right. And your mom was a school teacher and principal here in Prince William County. Yeah. So, I mean, your roots run deep and this is very, um, near and dear to your heart, I feel. It is totally. I, you know, I always say I'm, I'm born and raised here and Josh always goes, eh. but I'm like, uh, oh, so I was born in Blacksburg, but I always <laughs> say I was born and raised here. But I, I mean, I came here when I was like seven months old, so I don't know any different. This is my it home. Counts. Like it counts. Leave me alone. Mom, Josh. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm an, I'm a native Prince William County and, right. um, Yes. So my, my dad was a cop here for 36 years. My mom was a school teacher and principal. Um, you know, public service means a lot to me. I I love teachers. I love cops. I love firefighters. I love it all. I love our County, um, and everything that's good and great about our County. And I want to keep it that way. I honestly never thought I would run for office. There was jokes before that I was, um, going to be Janine Lawson when I grew up, you know, like yes. that was I was going to run for, for supervisor later. Um, and I was working in her office and learned a ton about local politics and also just, um, how to serve people in the capacity that she does and not realizing like when you have zoning issues or when you have a cow that keeps getting loose on someone's property or when you, you know, all these different things that she covers that I had no idea um, that she helps with. And I think that's really ultimately for me, what draws me to it is being able to help families and people. Um, but for the school board, it's really making sure that I'm, I'm helping parents and I'm helping our kids and making sure that they're getting the best education that they possibly can. Yeah. Uh, Prince William County still rate rates quite high as far as, uh, like high schools in the nation, as far as what I looked up. Um, but I know like as a nation, as a whole, we are not, we're not doing well, um, yeah. where education is concerned. I think Definitely. I was watching Trump talk about how we spend like three times more than any other country on our education. And yet we're almost at the bottom of the list at this point. Right. Right. Yeah. Our priorities are all out of whack, but, uh, Prince William County schools have always ranked pretty high in, in the last couple of years. They're, they're not anymore. They're, mm. the test scores have dropped. Everything has plummeted. Post-COVID. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot still good. You know, I, I think there's always redemption available and I would love to pull that out. I would love to point out the good things and make the bad things better. So, yeah. yeah. So much still worth fighting for here. Totally. Totally. And our kids' futures are on the line. Um, they're, they're who's going to run the country later. So we definitely need to pour into them and 
which is really scary sometimes when you think about it. <laughs> when you know them. I mean, Jonathan like- always says, he's like, if this is the generation of kids that's going to fight uh, fight for wow. us in like World War Three, uh- No, they're not fighting in anything. They're not equipped for that. That's no. for sure. No, they're not. No, we're not raising, uh, that's that's the problem. Like I keep saying, I'm, I'm trying to raise men here. I'm trying to raise right. tough men. You know, we, we are fortunate to be married to manly men. Yes. And I think that that's like huge. I think you don't find that a lot. You just don't, I mean, these young bucks, they don't open doors. They don't say thank you. They don't say, you know, all of that. Thank goodness. Every now and then I see glimpses in my children that I'm like, okay, maybe there's hope. Yeah. Maybe so, there's hope. I think in general, they're like demasculized, you know, like yeah. men are like, they're trying to make men obsolete and like all of these things. Yeah. And I know that, you know, AJ used to go to private school and he's in public school right now. And I moved to Florida for a lot of the, you know, freedoms that come along with here. Um, and, but there's crazy things like there's no spelling tests anymore. There's no, you know, obviously there's no cursive in in public school. There's no barely any homework. It just, it blows my mind. Like, thank goodness he went to private school and like learned how to read and I'll learn how to spell all, all of the words and all of those things because I was actually talking to a gifted teacher. She actually runs the program down here in Hillsboro. And I was like, so how do you determine gifted then? Like if you're not even doing those things, you know, he was like one or two points away from gifted on their scale, but like all of his other scores are, you know, exceedingly higher. And I'm like, just as his mom, I want to make sure that he's being challenged, you know? Right. And even she said, she's like, it's, it's just most parents don't really even ask. And I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? They don't ask? Like they don't notice that there's no spelling test coming home. They don't notice that they're not learning. You know, he has no idea of like the States and capitals and, you know, all of those things. And I'm like, what are we, what are we doing here. Right. Right. Yeah. They don't know. I mean, writing with a pen and, and paper <laughs> even because everything is on a computer. Yeah. Um, and apparently this week they're allowing kindergartners now to take their computers home. And I was like, no, because we were at least saving like kindergarten first and second from the computers for wow. a little while. And now it's, you know, it's all saturated and Oh yeah. I, I asked one of my kiddos to write addresses on postcards the other day for me. And I'm like, if you could just do 20, that would be so helpful. He made it through three and he was like, mm, I'm I done. can't write anymore. My yeah, hand hurts. Like, <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I know it's such a different like day and age. I would love it if we could like blink and like turn it back into the nineties for these kids. So, yeah. and then yeah. with like AI coming like that, terrifying. they know how to use it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like pretty soon humans are going to be like obsolete all together. And, you know, people are like, oh, it's so great, great for, you know, I just wrote a book with it. And I'm like, so you didn't write a book at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I mean, Chad GBT, it's funny because for, for certain people, it's great. You know, I've, I've used it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I've used it for yeah. stuff. And in our, in, in professional capacity, we kept talking about Chat GPT and, and someone asked, what are you guys talking about? What are you guys talking about? who is this Chad? And so now <laughs> that, that's what I'm, I'm always like, eh, I'm going to ask Chad what he thinks like, <laughs> all the time. So who's this Chad? We're like, yeah, Chad GPT. No, Chad. So okay, Chad, that's yeah. funny. The well, kids so definitely use it, but. What are your top, like, what are your top priorities? What are you hoping to 
be able to, whether it's fix or bring to the school board, like what is it that you're hoping to change? Yeah. So, you know, I have like a stump speech that I give. Um, but then when I'm talking to regular people about regular things and they're bringing things up, like the school board has just been un unreachable in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And like currently, if you go to a school board meeting, they still have us sitting an entire room away. Mm -hmm. That's what they did during COVID. And I'm like, excuse me, like you can't even Why? see people's faces. Why are we doing this? So like, let's remove those barriers. Let's stop talking about things at such a high level where you know that 80% of people don't understand. When they mm. spit out all these terms and the budget stuff, I'm like, you know people don't understand what you're talking about. Let's put it in terms that everyone can understand. If we're you know, talking about trying to include everyone, let's really try to make sure that we all understand. Um, I know they're going to get really tired of me asking a lot of questions because I'm going to be like, can you explain that? Actually, can you say that in regular terms? Because, you know, hello. Uh, and I think it's going to be really nice for the first time to have parents representing on the school board because I think yeah. that we need to be up there. You know, I, I'm, I'm all for having teachers up there. I'm all for having parents up there. I'm all for that. But let's have the representation so that people that have a stake in this and their children's education are, are up there and, and being represented. But st student achievement and academic excellence is number one for me, is making sure that we go back to that because they're not being challenged. They get a hundred chances to do something and it's- A hundred, a hundred and one. hundred. <laughs> if they want, if they literally want to do an assignment from the beginning of the year all the way at the end, they can. Yeah. And for my kids, I have very different, three very different kids. One of mine- can get an A on the first try, but chooses not to, because why would he, if he can see the whole entire test and then go back and redo it, you know, right, then, yeah. then he can guarantee himself an A. He can, I mean, at this point, it's just how high of a GPA can I attain by continuing to redo that teaches them nothing. Yeah. I just had a dad stop me and say that his daughter went to college and she is struggling so bad because she got so used to just redoing redo. stuff. Yeah. And that's not how it works. So I would love to change some of that. Um, our teachers are so important. Their time and their commitment is not valued. They're being asked to do so much training, so much extra work, so many things that is not included. Um, I would love to, to take care of them better as well. So I, I have a friend, uh, she works in school. She's a high school teacher and she, her contracted hours are like, I'm going to say six to two. I don't know if that's exactly yeah. right, but she does not leave till four ever any day. She's like, it is absolutely impossible for me to get my work done in the allotted hours that I'm contracted for. And she also is always doing work at home, you know, yeah. always doing work at home. So yeah, I mean, it's, she's putting in 10 hours a day and basically getting paid for eight you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And she said it is, she said she has so much like time off, but she said it is absolutely not worth the work that it takes to, you know, to get a sub ready, to write the plans, to do all the things that it's just not even worth her using any of her time off or, yeah. you know, or even like not going to school and she's sick. She's like, I just got to show up because it's like, it's way too much work to not just be there to write the plans and everything. Totally. And I want to be able to hear them and, and chat with them. And, you know, I want to be able to be seen at their schools and I want them to know that I'm there if they need something. So, yeah. And I'm also hearing about a huge shortage of substitute teachers that they're just yeah. desperate for subs and that yeah. they just cannot find people to fill, you know, those, those open positions and that they're basically, they're basically like begging at this point. Like we just need people. 
Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's, it's tough. It's a tough age to be a teacher. It's a tough, you know, it's tough to be a parent. It's, Mm -hmm. this is not fun right now. And it's trying to pull out the good in, in all of this and, and really make sure that we're taking care of, of everybody that's involved. So how do you feel about the things like what we're all hearing or seeing on social media, like as far as like the types of books that parents are finding in the mm-hmm. libraries that children are bringing home or the types, even the types of things they're being taught or, um, you know, even just being exposed to in school at, the, at this yeah. day and age. So that's a, it's a huge topic because, you know, there's a whole group of people that are like, you guys just want to ban books. You just want to ban books. And so I bring it back to like a regular real life conversation in our school system. I have to sign a piece of paper for my child to chew gum, (laughs) chew chew gum. If he wants to chew gum or to have pizza or to drink juice or something, whatever it is for science. Yes. (laughs) I have to sign that. And so if, I have to sign it for that. Why do I not have to sign it for pornographic pictures in a book that you're showing my child? Right. If you want your child to see those pictures, you have every right because that is your child. If you want your child to see that, I choose not to as a parent. And so I would like that option to just A, opt my child out, B, have some sort of rating system. I understand that it's a lot of work for somebody. It's going to be a lot of work, but Everybody doesn't feel the same way. And I also said to a teacher that was talking to me the other day, she's actually a librarian. I said, so that we spoke about a specific book. And I said, would you be okay if a teacher blew those pictures up and put them on her board? Or do you firmly believe that that Prince William County public school teacher would then be fired? Because I firmly believe that she would be fired. But you're okay with my 12 year old reading that in a book. I just got goosebumps. That's a really great point. She That's was a like, great way to put it. And I'm like, see, I'm like, there's also, gotta- when did this, what do you mean? Oh, like yeah. when did this become okay? It's like, oh, okay. Now I get it. It's just, I, if again, it's your child, if you want your child to do that, I'm like, but there's movie ratings, ma'am. Like my kid can't go see a rated R movie if he wants to. Why is that in the world? Like there's a reason because that content- right is not good for them at that age. Like some of it's not good for us. When you watch all that negative stuff, it's not good. And so I was kind of, and she, at the end of the conversation, there was common ground found. Like I literally said to her, no, I think it's silly when they're banning books like, you know, Anne Frank, like that does not need to be banned. I get it. Like, but maybe a content rating, because as a parent, if I don't want my child reading that, because I know it's going to do whatever to them, then that's my choice. Right. Well, and not just pictures, but it's very graphic. Some of the, you know, the words, the a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And if, if I read those out loud at a school board meeting, you're going to ask me to leave people gasp and think it's terrible. Yeah. Right. So if I can't read it and I can't show the picture, why can you offer it to my child? It seems like, like such common sense. My goodness. Right. And like, then the argument but, yeah. is, well, if you parented your child better, like, wait, 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 time out. If someone is offering this on a display to my child and really it, the cover of the book looks very nice. Like, yeah. oh, I want to read that. What is this about? Oh, it's not at all about, you know, well, sometimes it's, it's also just... not about your parenting. It, you, it's, it's taking away your ability to parent in that Correct. situation. Yeah. 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 Um, and unfortunately, you know, the, the other line that people have is when you you're co-parenting with the government when you send your kids to a public school. And right. that's a hundred percent the truth. 
It is. The problem is in the, in the world that we live in and the economy that we live in, families like mine can't afford to send their kids to private school. We just can't. And school choice is not an option yet. So Mm -hmm. my choice is I have to get in there and fight for what I want for my kids. If I'm going to co-parent with these people, then I'm going to co-parent with them. We're we're both going to sit at the table and we're going to work this out. So yeah. Yeah. And it's great how easily then you got to that common ground, because I feel like a lot of times I hate to say we or them or, you know, whatever, but it seems to be very, you know, people don't actually know, you know, like Kristen's like, you would think that that's just common sense. Like people don't actually know like why they're upset. Like they don't know why, why they're upset that you want to just remove books out of the library. Like it has nothing to do with us just wanting to remove books out of the library. It's pornographic material, basically, you know, um, or a number of other things. And so do you find, do you find like, because of since COVID, I feel like seeing a lot of school board meetings and hearing from people that were going to voice their opinions, obviously you're, you know, there and in the thick of it, um, trying to get kids back in school. Um, a lot of times it seems like the school board isn't even allowing for it's it's like why even have those meetings and allow parents to come if they're not if their voice doesn't matter so um you know will you be what do you think it takes to make those kinds of changes i mean i i'm a firm believer in enough loud voices are going to make a difference you know like we made a huge difference during covid and i think that what I continue to tell parents, you know, it's funny. I have parents already calling me before I'm elected to talk to me about what's going on. Yeah. They're like, what do I do? And I said, you cannot stop fighting. You cannot give up because part of it sadly is designed for people that just don't want to keep trying because every obstacle they put in front of you, you can either choose to figure out how Mm -hmm. to get around that obstacle or you can choose to give up. Yeah, give up because sometimes it's easier to just be like, okay, never mind, you win. Um, I can't but control. I, I don't have them. enough control. Yeah, squeaky wheel will win yeah. in that situation. What's the thing? Like, I, Josh is like, please yeah. don't use analogies. Squeaky wheel. Um, <laughs> Wait, it's the the grease square peg round hole. <laughs> squeaky wheel can drive. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, and this might be a sense before we got on here, I'm like, is there anything we can't talk about? Um, but like, what about, and I don't know Prince, I don't have a child in Prince William County schools anymore, but like, what are their policies as far as like, um, gender and pronouns and things of Mm -hmm. that nature? Mm -hmm. Do they have cats and things? Um, how does that work? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) No one asked my teenage boys these questions. Yeah. Um, Prince William County Schools does have policies in place. Um, The governor, Governor Glenn Youngkin, asked that we follow, which everyone calls them his model policies, but they're the Virginia Department of Education's model policies. And Prince William County Schools in the past has followed those under other governors. Okay. Um, And now Prince William County Schools has refused to follow those policies. So so under Northam? Northam yes. was good. Northam. Is not, okay. okay. Ralph, we did whatever Ralph wanted, but now when Glenn wants something, no one wants to do it. Um, Interesting. They, yeah. They say that they already have them in place. Um, there are rules in place. Um, boys are allowed to play in girls sports. They it's, it's allowed. 
Um, and I guess in some cases it happens in Prince William County. I know, I know that there are kids in Prince William County schools that um, are different genders using different locker rooms and things like that. And it makes kids very uncomfortable and, and they don't use the locker room. Now, again, I say to parents, like all it takes is more effort on your part to make this more squeaky wheels. Yeah, correct. Correct. But no, and I will say forever and my opinion will never change no matter what office I'm in, but boys do not belong in girls' bathrooms. Yeah. In their sports. Yeah. Or sports. It causes problems. Like I can't imagine being like the mom of a daughter or a, or a dad of a daughter and being okay watching my daughter lose to a man in a sport that she is supposed to be winning at, uh, you know, or, by, on or, level. or the, the parents of a boy who's having to wrestle a girl. Well, see, and for me, cause now that we've done wrestling, like girls <laughs> wrestle boys in, in regular wrestling, because there's not enough girl wrestlers. Blah, right. blah, well, okay. Blah. This is true. This is true. Right. Okay, but yeah. even then you see the difference. And when a girl yeah. actually can, cause it's possible girls can beat boys in sports, but yeah. it, I mean, literally there's so many factors to it that we should not even have to argue about, but it's sad. It's sad that we've come to that. I just, it, it's so unacceptable. And I, you know, some, sometimes like, sadly, the only way that, that something will change is if people decide to make a mockery of the situation. You know, imagine if I allowed my boys to go try out for the girls team, there goes five starting spots on a basketball team. There yeah. goes five of the starting spots on a soccer team. Like, I think if that occurred, people would then be like, this isn't fair. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would, it would be the alarm that needed to be rung. But no, that's something that I will continue to fight for and make sure that, you know, our, our kids, it's, that falls under safety. Yes. In my opinion, safety yeah. well, for these kids. Yeah. And it's so important. And like, sexual safety because Correct. as soon as that started happening, I knew it was going to happen and it happened right away in Loudoun County, yep. you know, where the school tried to cover up a, a young girl being raped. And, yep. you know, if you think that's not going to continue to happen, like what, you know, yeah, it's, it's just. And how many of those things go under the radar too, because, Absolutely. you know, it took forever for that Loudoun County one. And then it became national news. And I mean, her own father was arrested. Like how many people are just like, oh oh my gosh, we can't, our family can't go through this or we just have to, let's move or let's, you know, let's whatever, sweep it under the rug. And then you have this child with all this trauma and um, yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge issue. It really is. And what about, so I I don't know how this works either, but what about um, like, as far as I know, uh, the kids get lots of um, holidays off now. Like they're, they're, you know, all of these different holidays do, is it still, does it still have to be called winter break and not Christmas? Not, break? not when Mrs. Tredenick gets elected. It will not. <laughs> we're going to be very tired of me bringing that up at every single meeting, but no, if we're going to call Diwali Diwali and we're going to call, you know, um, Yom Kippur, Rosh Yom Hashanah, Kippur, Yom Kippur, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Josh said I had to stop saying Yom Kippur, but <laughs> he's Eric like, Eric Trednick and Yom Kippur. He's like, oh man. Yeah. Cause my mom kept saying, what are you guys all for today? I'm like, Yom Kippur. And she was like, Erica, I don't think that's how you say it. I'm like, I know mom. I'm just using my, my Southern accent that I don't have. Um, yeah, no, a lady just asked me that yesterday. She said, can we call Christmas Christmas and Easter Easter? I'm like, yes. 
we can, we can. Because when I was in school, it was, and I went to Prince County schools. So can we give everybody their holidays and call them what they are? Because it's, it means something. It, you know, Christmas and Easter are huge for us. Yes, they are huge. And one nation under God, like, it's just, why is everything being taken away and changed? Sweet baby Jesus. Come on. That's right. Come on. I agree. Come on. Yes. No, that'll be, those are like the little things that are not, you know, part of my three tier platform because everybody would be like, oh, bless this girl's just talking about holidays. (laughs) But no, but I mean, yes, bring back Christmas, please. Um, Yeah, but it is, it really is a big deal. It just, for some reason, like not being able to say Christmas, just, it sets a real tone, you know, Um, I I, I think. Um, And if we're going to be respectful of all the other, you know, holidays and what they mean to the people who celebrate them, then we have to be able to have that same respect around Christian holidays. Totally. And I also think like, you know, uh, Veterans Day and like we said, Yom Kippur and Diwali, like when my kids came home from school, I'm like, okay, so did they talk to you about what Diwali is and why? Like, no, I'm like, okay. But because I feel like that's important, like getting education on those holidays and the reason why you're off school and what's happening. Like, hello, can we, can we still do that? I remember like we had to do a cute little art project or whatever for every single holiday. And I think they do in the elementary level. And then by high school, you're, you should know, but like, hello, we all have teenagers. They need a little bit of a reminder. reminder. Yeah. Yeah. And they change the name of half the holidays anyway. Correct. Correct. Um, In trouble for talking about God in school. And I said, well, you can call me every day, but that's not going to change. And he doesn't wear Jesus clothes most days and God, you know, whatever. Um, But, you know, it was around Christmas time and he was talking about Jesus and, you know, he, he got in trouble. And then when I reached out to the teacher, I was like, so, do do some of the children talk about Santa Claus? Well, yeah. I'm like, okay. So in our house, we believe in Jesus, you know? And I was like, and also I'm pretty certain that you're a believer yourself, right? And she is. And I was like, so our yeah, job- Jesus should not be a- Right? Like- be a, a bad thing to speak about. Yeah. Right. It, and it just, but it makes you also realize that you know, teachers aren't even allowed to, to be proud of their faith or, you know, the other things that yeah. they believe in. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I, you know, I, I'm all for them being focused on teaching our kids too. Right. the subjects that we teach, you know, teach, they, we shouldn't know what political background oh. they are. We shouldn't, right. we shouldn't well, know right. any of that. Yeah, yeah sure. exactly. Yes. You don't, and they do know, like oh, they do they know. know. Yeah. Oh, they know. Yeah. Especially in college. I know a lot of people that send their kids to college and all of a sudden they come home and they're like, uh. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny to hear, you know. Another topic, but. The 12-year-olds, like, you know, my sweet boy come home and he's like, I think that, I think they're uh, Republicans. <laughs> he like says it like quiet. I'm like, son, you say that out loud. You'd be proud of that. That's right. right. That's right. Right. We're the they're Democrats. I'm like, that's fine. They're it's so okay. great. You can all be nice. Like, it's just not like it was, you know, when our parents were growing up or when I was growing up and my parents had friends over, you didn't know what each other was, but like 
you knew that people were different. They had different backgrounds, but it was never as polarizing as it is now. That's the Mm -hmm. word. And I don't know how I used to like my grandma is a Republican and my step grandfather was a Democrat and they just got on just fine. They, they knew that they were canceling out each other's vote and it was a little joke and, but they loved each other so much and there was common ground then. And I just feel like now I couldn't imagine being married to someone who had a different political affiliation than me because it's so polarizing, you know, like it is so polarizing and it is just, again, so divided. It is so, um, at this point, the parties are literally polar opposites. Like, correct. It's so hard to find common ground. However, we're still human, you know? And I do think if you just put a little time and effort and energy and getting to know somebody, you can, Eric, like what you're saying is you can find common ground, right? There's usually something you can, you can agree upon. And just, um, I think sometimes we just want to throw away like, oh, they believe that. So they're not my people or they're not whatever, but no, we're all, we're, we're, you know, there's something we can all agree on. And so just finding that common ground. Um, and I think you would be good at that. I really do. Yeah. I think, you know, we were joking that the terminology like plays well in the sandbox with others. Like I've never played well in a sandbox because first of all, I don't like sand. Who likes sand? Yeah. You. No one. You. (laughs) And I said, yeah, I think we can play. I think sometimes there's going to be some sand flown, flung at each other. But at the end, if we can all get out, brush each other off and be like, okay, now let's go get a juice box. Everybody's going to be fine. Like, and I think that that's so important. There are some Democrats currently that are running for different positions and that, you know, I've worked with them and I know that we can have conversations. and, and meet in the middle. And when you're a parent, I feel like at the end of the day, like you want the best for your kids. And that's yeah. where the middle ground is. Like mm-hmm. you want the best for your kids. I want the best for my kids. Now, how do we get there yeah. at the same time? So, and just being an example in that, like, that's the whole thing. It doesn't have to be, you know, so many things happen, you know, during COVID and you know, on social media and, you know, my own family literally blocking me on social media. Like, And it's like, at the end of the day, I'm still the same person. Don't you at least want to like have a conversation? Like you assume because you only know this statement that President Trump said that now all of a sudden he's the biggest scum on the earth. But have you ever read the policies? Like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I know we've talked about that before, but, you know, it's just so important to to like, yes, the, the common goal is that our kids are in the best place possible um, and that they're protected, like, yeah. period. Um, so way to be an example, because um, a lot of times that doesn't happen right in the running and all of that. So I well, just- yeah. Have you come up against a lot of resistance? Like, you know, as we watch- um, as we watch these elections unfold, a lot of times there's so much mudslinging involved. Um, I'm not sure like at the level of school board, if that's happening. Um, but what, what can you tell us about how that's been? So as of, as of yet, you know, we're 22 days out. So sometimes those attacks don't come until the last three weeks. Um, starting tomorrow, starting tomorrow, put your armor on. Yes. (laughs) So, um, you know, I've, Anybody that's asked, my opponent is extremely nice. I probably have the nicest opponent out of anyone in Prince William County that's running. Okay. Um, very nice woman. Her and I have had conversations before. Um, I just think that it's time for change. It's time for, um, she's, she's almost too nice. You know, like she's just too nice and somebody needs to get in there and, and 
fight for some things that need to happen. Um, so I hope that I make it out without the mud slinging. That would be so nice. Um, I don't, I don't intend to sling any mud. Um, you know, everybody knows my position on the current school board. I've said it out loud and you know, I continue to say it. I don't think that they're doing, um, a, a great job right now on everything. And so things need to change. So no, I'm I'm hoping there is so much mudslinging in all the elections and everything that's going on. I'm hoping that I get out unscathed. And fortunately, uh, yesterday I was able to have Pastor Barry pray for me oh, um, and my family uh, at at service. You know, they announced politicians, and I was a little bit creeped out by that. I'm like, oh, this is my church. I'm not a visitor. Like, how do you do this? Um, but it's important because you're reaching a whole nother audience of of believers that share your values. Um, and you want to remind them to vote. And so Barry was able to pray for me and my family. And I, that just was so wonderful. I asked for that. I actually asked Barry's wife to do it and she was not available for the next three weeks. And so we were like, Oh, um, and Barry's like, well, I can pray. I'm like, Barry, I know you can pray, (laughs) but you know, mom to mom, she always has such a good message. So I really wanted that, but I feel, um, I felt a peace yesterday and I, you know, like I told you, whatever happens, happens. I, yeah. I believe that God knows exactly where he wants me and what he wants me to be doing. So, yeah, yeah. I'm I hopeful that. that there's no mud slinging and just, you know, a lot of fun. Well, <laughs> few weeks. And yeah, I'm so proud of you. That would be the thing that would keep me from ever wanting yeah. to do something like that because I can't even take like social media hate people. Right. Are like, I'm like, uh, like two people have been mean to me in six years. And I remember, like, I remember where I was <laughs> when I saw the message. I remember it all. Uh, what word I spelled wrong that made people hate me for like three straight months. Okay. So quickly, a couple of questions. So Brentsville district, what are, tell me kind of where that lies. Yes. Cause that is like a confusing point for people. The yeah. Brentsville district goes all the way from Kristenville. So like Noakesville, deep in the heart of Noakesville, okay. all the way to Haymarket. There's okay. railroad tracks oh. that are in Gainesville. Yeah. So all of Linton hall road, if you live on Linton hall road, you're mm-hmm. mine, you're in the Brentsville district, okay. even though your address says Gainesville. So people, I go to knock on their door and they're like, I, I live in Gainesville. I'm like, this is in Brentsville. <laughs> this is the Brentsville district. Um, because it's confusing. You know, they think Brentsville district high school, they don't equate it. Yeah. And then into Haymarket by the railroad track. So I have um, Haymarket Elementary is my school. Um, Villages of Piedmont and Haymarket is mine, mm-hmm. but not downtown Haymarket. So it's a little bit confusing. Right. Okay. So, okay. so for some people, they'll get to the the ballot box and my name will be on Where's the ballot. Erica? Like, Oh yeah, or they're yeah, or they or you're not. And they're like, wait, yeah. Um, okay, and so just tell us a couple of other names that we're gonna see on the ballot, and who we only tell us the names we want to um, the box we want to check. We don't want any. We don't another. want any confusion in our head. Yeah, so <laughs> I know again, local elections are important because these are the people that decide your taxes. Um, these are the people that control how much you pay on your personal property tax and your you know, the stupid meals tax that's in, those are the people that can reverse these things. So um, Janine Lawson is running countywide for chair. So if you live anywhere in Prince William County, you can vote for her. She'll be at the top of your ticket. It is a two page ballot. So you're going to have to flip it over this time and you're going to have to fill in 12 bubbles. And I'm bubble number 11, I think, or 10. So you have to get all the way down to the bottom. Don't don't forget bubble 11. Yeah, don't forget. Other important positions that deal with crime are the Commonwealth attorney, and we have a new Commonwealth attorney that's running. His name is Matt Lowry. 
He's great. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to make sure that your families are safe and taken care of. The sheriff, who is one of my personal favorites, Glenn Hill, is running for re-election. Um, and he's been here forever and will continue to fight for Prince William County families. So he is important on the ballot. In the Brentsville district, we have uh, Tom Gordy running as supervisor to replace Janine. Yep. And he's super nice. We get along well. We work together well. So that's going to be exciting. Um, I know I'm going to get in trouble. Yesley Vega is running for Coles district, Yep. Um, which is very close to the Brentsville district, but it's right up against us. So she's important. Steven Spiker is running for school board in her district. We have amazing school board candidates across the county that are running as well. Um, the other important things are Senate. And, mm-hmm. and so we're trying to control the Senate, flip the house, control the Senate. One of those. Mm-hmm. I'm so bad at that. When I go to quote it, I'm like, okay, maybe I can see that. But Ian Lovejoy <laughs> is running. Bill Wolf is running. Um, oh. These are, yeah, big names. John Stirrup. They're all running. And these are Bill. important seats. So, that's, yes. That's a big Bill, deal. Bill has fought for human trafficking and things like that as yeah, well as a police officer. When Nicole and I were doing all of that. Uh, yeah. Things, yeah. So those are all all important people that are, are running. Carrie Rist is running for school board chair. Um, all positions that we need. We have, we have, it, every election is so important, but this one is the most important in Prince William County, yeah. because if we flip all of these seats, we can um, regain control and actually restore some order, make sure make that there's change. not a bunch of development. Yes. Going on. But this is really like, this is like last chance for us because otherwise we become a blue County. Yeah. Mm. Oh. So. What could be worse? I know. I know. I probably, <laughs> and I probably forgot people's names and I'm going to get that's, in trouble. No, that's okay. Don't worry about no, that. that. I mean, I know there's lots. I just yes. wanted to say, I wanted, is, say I wanted you to yes. say Janine. I wanted you to say Glenn Hill. Yeah. Yes. There is um, a sample ballot that they'll give you on election day and I highly suggest taking it. And you can see it online too. Um, yeah. Make yeah. sure you get the correct sample ballot. But when <laughs> you get sure. in there, there's no R's and D's next to people's names. And that's what the craziest thing is that people don't realize. So when is that new? When you're no, it's always been like that with county elections. So county, Janine yeah. doesn't have it. I don't have it. So when you get in there, it's you and you think you're just going to go down the ballot. Then you get in there and you're like, ah, and there's nothing you can do but look at your phone or whatever. So you really want to make sure you take what they're giving out because so many people are like, no, that's you just, such good advice because I think a yes. lot of people walk in thinking like, oh, I'll just vote all red, but you're not going to actually know unless you yeah. know who you're walking in there to vote for. So take it's, a piece of paper. And look it over before you get in. Yeah. And some people are so protective of like, I don't want people to know how I'm voting. So then take one of each and then make your decision in there. Sometimes I take the dev one and I'm just like, okay, who who not to vote for? Let me look at that. And then, (laughs) and then they don't hound me on the way in. Jokes on you. I bet you're going to count my vote this time. Yeah. But I mean, really, this is the election where you're seeing people vote on, on principles, on values, on, Mm -hmm. on local policies that are affecting them and they're not voting down party lines, which is great because, you know, Democrats are voting for, for people like me. They're voting for people like Janine because they understand what's at risk here. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that there's messages that apply to everyone, you know, the taxes, the, the fact that you're a parent and you want in control of your children that applies to everybody. So, Yeah. yeah. So true. Well, Erica, thank you so much for being on here. I have just, I'm just so proud of you. And just, it's so fun to watch you like step into this new 
phase of your life. You know, you've spent your, all your children's lives volunteering in their schools and being a part of everything. And, um, it's so important, um, you know, just to, to know what's going on. So I love that you've had your, you know, you've had your eyes and ears and feet and hands in these rooms and, you know, you know, the ins and outs of what's going on in Prince William County in the schools from elementary all the way up to high school. Now you were just sharing with me pictures of your oldest was getting a senior pictures taken just now. And it's just like, it happens so fast and it's, it's heartbreaking, but, um, you know, what a beautiful thing for the people of the Brentsville district to be able to have you to speak on their behalf, to stand up for their children. And I'm so proud of you. I wish you all the luck in the world and you definitely have my vote. Thank yeah. you guys. Thank you. It means so much. I loved coming back on. Hopefully next time I can come on and we can talk about other stuff other than politics. I would love that. I would love that. We can just all yeah. be funny again. We always get to politics a little bit, but I know. Uh, well, of course, because it's important. Well, yes. Yes. well you yes. do look amazing. And honestly, Thank like you. everything that Kristen said, um, we just know that you are such an advocate. You're such a loud and strong voice for children. And that's super, super important, especially like if you're listening and you don't really know you know, the, the best thing that you can do is to get educated, um, and, and, you know, and have somebody that is, um, standing up for your children. Yeah. And vote, vote, vote early. Don't vote often, but vote early. (laughs) Wait, you can vote more than once. Yeah. Yeah. No, the library, they can vote at the library every day. Um, Haymarket Gainesville library, or they, this, this weekend, or sorry, next week starts the Brentsville courthouse opens up too. So it's a little bit closer to everybody on this side of, of Brentsville that can vote there too. And then of course on election day on November 7th at your regular polling location. Love it. Awesome. All right, everybody. Luck, Happy girl. Monday, Erica. Best of luck to you later. Bye. Bye. Okay. That's a wrap on another episode of Activate. Stay up to date by following Steph underscore view and Kristen Lee Ballard on Instagram. Please share this episode and rate and review us today on iTunes. Thanks for being here. We love y'all. Later.